0: Take a moment so that I can uh, explain what exactly the anti-stigma zone is. Um, It's created in memory of all of the people that we have lost in North America due to the overdose crisis, the fentanyl crisis, the stigma crisis. We have lost so many good people. And... uh, Everything that I do, as far as the anti stigma zone, um, I I do in their memory. And can we just uh, take maybe a moment, take a moment of silence, please, with me, and let's uh, let's think about all of those people that we've lost. All my relations. Hello, friends. Welcome to the premiere, the world premiere of the Anti-Stigma Zone from the Epicenter. My name is Gerald Spike Peachy. You can call me Spike. My friends call me Spike. Uh, <clears throat> I want to begin with an acknowledgement, a land acknowledgement. Okay. So uh, I would like to acknowledge that that uh, the Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada headquarters of the Anti-Sigma Zone um, I want to acknowledge that they are on the land of the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity to work and and play and create here. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the, it, it's... It's been some time that uh, the anti-stigma zone uh, from the epicenter has been in the planning stages, and it's really exciting to actually be here today. Um, thank you all for for tuning in and listening. And I want to tell you a little bit about the anti-stigma zone. Uh, there are several components to the anti-stigma zone. There, uh, what it it started as a. Uh, uh, addressing stigmatization within health services, and I began uh, doing workshops for student nurses and other healthcare professionals uh, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it really took off. Um, I ended up, I, I ended up, and I'm now invited to the schools to do issues workshops. And uh, it, it, I believe it's part of the final grade. It, uh, yeah, it's really exploded into something quite special. I was uh, given a, a nursing excellence award last December seventeenth for my anti-Stigma Zone efforts, and uh, wow, that was really amazing to to share the stage with those with all of those amazing nurses. It was really cool because nurses are healthcare, right? Um, and BC nurses clearly care about. Um, what's happening with uh, the overdose crisis fentanyl poisoning the stigma crisis that, that's going on now And they wanted to be an active part of the solution and uh so that's it was under those that premise that they hired me and uh yeah it's been an amazing relationship now i have recently uh moved to an interprofessional model where um anyone can access the anti-stigma zone and nurses and nurse practitioners of BC, they're still, uh, a, an active partner. Um, I've, uh, just began dropping the digital version of the anti-stigma zone. And so, um, the, there, there are still the workshops, the local workshops that, uh, Happened in Vancouver. Now, the cost for those local workshops is presently covered by ACES, the Association for the Collaborative End to Stigma. That's a local nonprofit that uh, I'm a part of. So, if anyone wants to uh, book a local workshop, they can contact me right now. Uh, they can contact me at spikesanti stigma at gmail.com. Uh, contact me there and let me know that you want to book a workshop. and. Uh, We'll make it happen. Now <clears throat> there is also there there is also the digital uh, version where people anywhere from the people anywhere can access the video training library for um, that that will be ever growing for what is right now an amazing price of ten dollars a month. Um, there is also the newsletter, Anti-Sigma Zone newsletter. Now it is uh, seventeen dollars a month, but I am providing the f- the first edition to anyone that would like it for free. So if you uh, if you'd like a free copy of Anti-Sigma Zone newsletter, uh, please. Email me once again at spikesanti stigma at gmail.com and let me know that you would like the first edition of the anti stigma zone newsletter, and I will give it to you on me. Now, if you if you want, if you like what you see, and you want further further copies after that, well, then you go to then I'll, then you go to the Patreon site, and you can you can access. All of those areas. I'll tell you about the Patreon site in a moment. First, I'm going to tell you um, about... there. I've, I've designed a course specifically for healthcare professionals. Now, it's also up on the Patreon site. And those will have um, a one-time access fee of, again, which is an amazing price, $149. Now, the, uh, the first course is going up very soon, uh, in the next day or two. Um, I want to tell you about all of uh, our social media platforms. They're they're all absolutely free. Um, There's Instagram, um, Instagram instagram.com slash anti-stigma zone. There's Twitter uh, at anti-stigma zone. There's uh, YouTube. uh, Just do a search for anti-stigma zone. There's Spotify and Apple and and Anchor FM and all the major platform providers are are airing this uh, premiere and the following uh, episodes and it's all available you can access all of it at the patreon site uh, patreon.com 306-49376 now also there is an anti-stigma zone sticker program it's somewhat modeled after the RCMP safer program uh, for the LBGTQ folks, only with a little more reach, because when when someone flies the anti-stigma zone sticker, it just means that they're they're a friend, and everyone anyone is welcome. And uh, yeah, if you would like to to get your uh, free anti-stigma zone sticker and the literature to go along with it, please send me a self-addressed stamp envelope, and you can send me that at thirteen oh six Granville Street. Number two eighteen, V six Z one M seven, and if you send me that self-addressed st- stamped envelope, I will send you absolutely free of charge, anti-stigma zone sticker and the literature behind it. So <clears throat> there is a whole lot of reasons for you to check out the anti-stigma zone, and uh, yeah, and and it's for it's for everyone. It's for those that that that. Uh, don't have any money or don't wish to in, 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 put any money in there's many many free things and for those that that, that don't mind supporting and and accessing the courses and 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 uh, the products available that's also available okay so yeah I wanted to just tell you a little bit about the anti-stigma zone so now I'm going to begin um, well, the podcast. As uh, as I said, it's uh, it's been a long time coming, and I want to I want to begin by by reading a couple of, of pieces. Um, one is it's a it's, it's it's a description of the the healthcare course that I've just created, and uh, and the reason I'm reading this is because, as I said, um, at this zone began addressing stigmatization within health services. So there will always be a place in the anti-stigma zone that will be addressing stigmatization within health services because I see it as a a, a very real issue that has to be addressed there. Um, I don't ever want to take away from what the amazing people in health services do. Uh, I know in Vancouver, there are world leaders in, in north america were world leaders in many many uh, areas uh with health services and and the folks working there do such amazing things and uh, uh medical science is, is is it's just crazy with everything that that, that can be taken care of and with medical science now that being said there are some breaks in the system and these breaks are very real and uh, they, it, there are people that are leaving acute care facilities with bad feelings to the point of being um, of having limbs cut off and death. That's where we're at right now, and I'm totally baffled by it. I like how do groups of people that I hope are inherently good know that I know are inherently good, like doctors and nurses truly are. How do they get to a place where collectively they 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 they, they hold? segments of society apart to the point of ostracization and hatred and they be they're okay with that. Like it just baffles me how, how they get there. And so um, yeah, my personal experience with uh, stigmatization in health services after a life-threatening accident is one of the severe driving forces behind me creating the anti-sigma zone and and moving forward with it. So I'm going to read this uh, description of of the course for health services. In recent years, we have seen public attitudes towards those of us with mental health problems improve significantly, significantly, where those of us that have made the lifestyle choice to use narcotics have not seen the same improvements. Discrimination has decreased in some areas, including how people are treated by friends, family, and society. However, people still report high levels of discrimination when they use health services. People's experience of discrimination within health services can take different forms, including how long they have to wait for treatment and how appropriate the service is to their needs. It can also be about how they are treated by staff. And it's this, the attitudes and behavior of staff that has patients leaving facilities without completing the necessary treatments. There are times when negative treatment even goes beyond that. In order for these things to happen, all staff in the immediate area are involved. It only takes one voice to change things. And the fact... It only takes one voice to change things. Sorry. And the fact that that everyone everyone listens is listening here today and everyone accesses continues to access my uh, my anti-stigma zone uh, it, it all gives me hope right okay now there are lots of examples where people working in health services are positively tackling stigma and discrimination, and we want to highlight these in order to empower others to do the same. We also know that staff in health services face lots of different pressure, and it's undoubtedly a factor when things go awry. People who use health services told us that, that at times they felt they weren't listened to, weren't taken seriously or respected, and to feel this within the services they're receiving, treatment for health issues and or mental health problems, was particularly difficult. When relationships worked well, people talked about feeling understood and not feeling judged. They told us that they understood how stretch services were and that many professionals were doing their best under difficult circumstances, but they felt stigmatizing attitudes were still in existence. And when we spoke to health professionals, they talked about how much their jobs mattered to them and the importance them of good outcomes from people that use their services. They recognized that they weren't perfect, but they were surprised and disappointed to hear people who use services felt they'd experienced stigma. When told about this, they were keen to understand what could be done to change the situation. People who use health services, those who work in them and those who hold both perspectives, shared the, the opinion that a collaborative relationship is best. They told us that they recognized that this patient relation that this relationship they recognize this relationship as a crucial point in repairing the damaged relationships between frontline staff and those affected by stigma. That being said, its important to remember that the person accessing accessing support could very well have had previous dealings where the end result was not positive, and they may very well experience difficulty moving beyond that also at the end of the day. Although healthcare professionals might very well be dealing with a lot, with difficult circumstances, they are exactly that, healthcare professionals. Thank you. Now I'm going to read one more piece, and it is um, Stigma Through the Lens of um, a Healthcare Consumer. Okay. Uh, Okay, there I have Fighting stigma begins with the language used when discussing substance use. Perhaps people don't piss dirty or piss clean. Their results are either positive or negative. If people are not junkies or druggies, perhaps they can be referred to as someone making alternative lifestyle choices. And let us not even use words like crazy, phrases like a few bricks short, etc. Can we not say the patient? Maybe asked if they would would patient maybe asked if they'd like some mental health support and if environment if if the environment offered is caring and positive, well then people will go will go much further along the support path. And can we discourage terms of use of terms like non-compliant and unmotivated? And can we not say that people failed in receiving treatment? Perhaps people experienced barriers when accessing support and the treatment options did not meet their needs. The former suggests that people that face stigma on many occasions are broken or deficient in some way. And that is most definitely not the case. They face challenges specific to their world, just like everybody else. And having been on the receiving end hearing these terms and phrases on many occasions, it did not create a positive support relationship. And the emotions faced when one is labeled by his and or her challenges and or behaviors many times can quite possibly cause the patient to withdraw and put an end to the support process. Well, you may not be real, may not realize that you're probably judging this sentence as I read it, and that's okay. People have the urge to judge our surroundings, others, and everything else. Just about everything else we come across, it's natural because how we, how well we judge others and situations could very well keep us alive at times. But most of the judgments we make are not are more personal and not nearly as mission critical as that. It's exceptionally rare that our lives are at stake. As a rule, we are very opinionated about others, how others act and behave. And depending on the issues, some people judge others more harshly for things that they themselves do. Live and let live is a term that is rarely considered. Judgment can be harmful when it comes to a workplace. Especially if people are working in a support or caring role, like they are in healthcare. It can quickly put people on the edge, make a person feel insulted or misunderstood, cause people to come defensive, get their backs up for fear of being judged harshly, or worse. My experience has shown some care facilities emergency rooms etc. to be more to be more opinionated than productive when dealing with certain segments of society and that the quality of care is affected as a result it may begin may be time to begin emphasizing the importance of non-judgmental communication and acceptance of all individuals regardless of where they come from their economic class or any lifestyle choices that they've made or as perceived as they've made and last but not least any mental any and regardless of their mental state or perceived mental state, I would urge anyone, when they feel judgment welling up inside them, to try to consider what the patient should go through and, and maybe what it, imagine what it would like to walk, to walk a mile in their shoes. Empathy would go a long, an awfully long way in dealing, dealing with the stigma issue. Discernment is necessary in a healthcare set, care setting, however... Discernment is simply assessing a situation to decide the best course of action. Judgment intervenes when one's personal feelings and viewpoints cloud said situation, and objectivity is no longer present. Instead, one moves forward with, with negative beliefs. Uh, surrounding people, patients, and acts accordingly. This ends up with poor treatment for the patient because of these negative beliefs that people learn usually from early in life at home. And I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of the resulting negative treatment. It sucks. It hurts. And it leaves a person feeling empty and so alone. Healthcare providers must try to envision things as they really are. It's shades of gray rather than black and white. It's not that simple. It never has been that simple. And it never will be that simple. And when we throw in our beliefs of whether someone about someone something they do or somewhere they're from, it rapidly becomes a recipe for success that I have experienced on many occasions when accessing health services. Far too many occasions. These occasions really take away from the amazing positive benefits within healthcare, and that's a damn shame. Everything positive begins with one single conversation. Ideally, the anti-stigma zone from the epicenter can initiate some of those conversations. Non-judgmental mental support begins with being aware of how we behave and how we treat others. Are we aware of the facts or do we jump to conclusions? It seems most of us are judgmental without even realizing that it's happening at the moment. But I suggest as professionals, healthcare providers, other service providers, social service workers, um, have to be conscious of being judgmental. That's where stigma is born and where it flourishes. So constantly assessing one's own behavior might also very well improve things dramatically. Thank you all for taking the time to listen to what I have to say today. It gives me hope that although there are fractures, serious fractures in our healthcare system and in our society, the fact that the anti-stigma zone is getting so much attention and so much play, that's a great starting place. And things can only move forward as we move from this direction. Thank you. Well, yeah. Now, as I said earlier, uh, my name is Gerald Spike Fitchy. I am a grateful consumer of all things narcotic. Um, I'm a grateful client at Crosstown Clinic. I get a safe supply. Safe supply saved my life. And so, um, I want to be out there advocating for a safe supply and doing what I could to stop the death uh, I thought the, and, and you know the, the best thing that I thought I could do is address stigma because I think stigma is, is one of the main reasons that we are where we are and so many people have perished we're losing so many people wartime casualty numbers we're losing people we love people we miss and, uh, wow, we have to stop the bleeding. It absolutely has to stop. And so uh, the anti stigma zone from the epicenter, it's been created to remind people that we're all the same. And uh, what we're going to try to do over the next couple episodes is paint a picture of life in the downtown east side with the ongoing onslaught of trauma and of death. And see if we can initiate some conversations. Um, yeah, I hope that you uh, are able to uh, get a get a feel for what it's like on the downtown east side from the anti-stigma zone, from the epicenter. Thank you all for turning tuning in, and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Thank you. Hello friends. My name is Gerald Spike Peachy. My friends call me Spike. Y'all can call me Spike. You are listening to the Anti-Stigma Zone from the Epicenter. This is the first this is the first official broadcast, and what I'm trying to do with this podcast is this podcast is it's a component in the anti-stigma zone the anti-stigma zone is under the umbrella of aces the association for the collaborative end to stigma which is uh a group that is half drug users and half uh people i affectionately refer to as square balls um yeah people from mainstream society now the reason that there's the mix like that is for the reach to the if I'm, if I'm reaching out for funding anywhere, I'm not going to get it. And the reality is I'm a grateful uh, consumer of all things narcotic, and the world is not ever going to forget that, right? It doesn't matter what I accomplish. So uh, I'm very lucky that I have some friends that are wor- working with me on ACEs, the Association for Collaborative Anti-Stigma, and that's really going to help with, uh, with uh, putting it all together. Today... Uh, and for the next couple of weeks i am going or the next couple of episodes maybe two or three i'm going to try to i'm going to interview people from vancouver's downtown east side and i'm going to try to paint a picture of what it's like living down there or being a service provider down there with the onslaught of death And trauma that's down there. Uh, We're being slaughtered. We're being fucking slaughtered. And our government has forgotten about us. And and uh, that's they've dropped the ball. That's what it feels like to me. And so um, yeah, I just want to paint a picture of what it's like. Um, There, I've I've gone to more memorials than I care to. I can't even count how many friends I've lost now. I've I stopped counting. It's horrific. It, it It is horrific. Um, they're calling it an overdose crisis, like the one in the late 80s from, uh, uh, with China White. Uh, but a fentanyl crisis also they're calling it. I have my own opinion. I call it a stigma crisis because you know what? If we knew how to treat one another, we wouldn't be here. We really wouldn't. Um, we're expendable, clearly, because if anyone else in any other segment of society, people were we're losing people at wartime casualty numbers. We're losing wartime casualty numbers, and if, if if that many people were dying anywhere else in society, the National Guard would be out for Christ's sake. But because we're drug users, we're
1: expendable.
0: It's we're expendable. It's not that big of it's not that clearly not that big of a deal. Okay, so I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna interview a couple of folks. We're gonna have a conversation today on the first uh, official episode. Happy Halloween, everybody. Woo-hoo! My favorite holiday um okay so uh, i'm going to let my interviewees um introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about themselves uh one this is tasha right yeah. Hi, um, Tasha. Hi. How are you doing?
2: I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm told I'm pretty good. I think they're lying to me. Okay, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> good,
2: good. I,
0: I'm actually, I'm, I'm okay. I'm pretty excited about doing the podcast today. Awesome. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh,
2: yeah, I, uh, I live in the downtown east side. I am a drug user myself. I work at, a inter- at, a, uh, sorry, <laughs> at an overdose prevention site, and I, um, yeah, I love what I do, and I love where I live.
0: Uh, you you've saved some lives down there. Uh-huh.
2: Um, yeah, many lives. <laughs>
0: um, and and now, um, how long have you been working there?
2: Uh, about oh, a little over half a year now.
0: Half a year, and you provide support when people are using, right? So yep. if somebody goes down, you're there to support them.
2: Yep, give them oxygen, give them Narcan shots. Okay,
0: that's fantastic. I'll come. Uh, for, oh, I'll I'll come back to you. Okay. All right. Okay, and then I have one more uh, friend that I'd like to. Uh, I'd like. I'm going to have him introduce himself. One second, please.
1: Hi, my name's Dave. I'm from the uh, downtown side. Hi, uh, Dave. I'm a, a, a heroin user.
0: Right on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, have Have you lost many friends?
1: Well, let's put it this way. I can't. Uh, I can't even remember how many. Right, that, so many have died.
0: Uh, how do you feel about that? What does that do to you?
1: Well, it's. I'm, in sh- I'm still in shock. It's. It's hard to accept. I mean. Uh, even even in the when the, there was real heroin around, not even close to that many people were dying. Maybe one or two, you know, uh, a year, maybe every two years, but not daily. And you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's out of control. We're
0: we're we we're, we're going to we're going to memorials all the time, constantly. I refuse to go in it go to it anymore. Doesn't matter who dies now because uh, I just can't take it anymore. I'm only human, right? I'm only human. Um, have you brought any people back yourself, Dave? Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah, I have. Um, I've probably around fifteen people now. That since I've been using, you know, uh, I just wa- walked upon people at the right time, and uh, some some friends, some strangers. But uh, yeah, I give them all this, the same care. If I see someone ODing, I try to bring you know help them as much as I can. And I mean, uh, what else are you gonna do?
0: Watch them die? Man, you got you got you know your heroes, right? Yeah. You you both know that, right? Well, hey, like, like you right, know what? That's, that's that's
2: someone's that's, that's someone's child, that's someone's mom, that's, that's right. someone's friend. That's right. and,
0: and I support that because I I did the same work. Uh, I did the same work. I, I worked at a couple of the OPIA sites, and unfortunately, um, <clears throat> there's it's a double-edged sword, right? Because. Although you're on the front lines and you're saving lives, you're doing important work that nobody else wanted to do. Um, um, and, and 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 Dave, you're, you you end up doing it because there's not enough support out there, and there's there are people on the street still 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 needing support, right? But the, we're we're a neighborhood that look, we rose up and looked after ourselves, right? Um, unfortunately, there are people making money from this whole thing and as far as i'm concerned they're making money off the backs of of you guys that are of us that are that are of you guys that are saving the lives and 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 dealing with the trauma ongoing yeah there's uh, I know that you're getting paid very poorly right i know you're not getting what you should get
2: definitely not <laughs>
0: especially with you should you should have proper training proper proper support proper proper pay um, support at the end of the shift like how how much trauma do you do you witness like oh um
2: constant constant overdose constant um i can um quite proudly say that no one has died under our care so thankfully that's good but um yeah constant uh, uh death um or close to death um constant uh it's just it's very chaotic very chaotic place uh, oh sure of course um, it is of course you know a lot of broken people a lot of broken people mm-hmm. and i my heart goes out to them yeah
0: well was, um see <clears throat> There's a lot of people in a lot of pain, yeah, because um, everybody has a story, and some of the stories that 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 I hear are horrific. And hopefully, we'll be able to share some of the stories o- o- over the next over the next couple of weeks. And uh, um, well, let's talk a little bit about about if you guys are comfortable telling a little bit about your stories. Um, uh, where are you from, uh, Dave?
1: Well, originally I was born in Manchester, England. Okay. I moved over to Toronto when I was uh, 13 years old. And uh, then uh, when I was 20, I came out to Calgary and um, lived there for 17 years. And then Ed- That's Ed- when we met, yeah. Yeah, Edmonton for a little while, and then I moved out here to Vancouver, and um, here I am in the last 20, 20 years of Vancouver.
0: Okay. So, it, this is home then? Yeah, this is home now, yeah. Uh, do, um, are you, do you plan on staying in the downtown east side, or do you, um, do you like the downtown east side? Or do you uh, want to get the hell out? Like, what's well, your mindset there?
1: Well, you know, the, the attraction really is uh, the opiates and... Uh, and the easy ability to, to find them. And, um, of course,
0: um, I I understand yeah, that. Yeah, um, that's a...
1: It's, a. it's an attraction that, that my habits kept me here. Um, really, to tell you the truth, uh, I'd like to leave. I want to go back east to see my folks. I haven't seen my family in 25 years, and um, it's about time I went back. Okay. Maybe not to stay, but at least for a, a nice visit. A visit, visit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You miss them. You miss them. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, I mean, can't... really, if I, you know, I look, take a good look at. With my surroundings, I, I think I would like to live somewhere else. I mean, I I can't take it much longer I mean, you know, I mean, I know that a lot of it Is their their own fault because they get high alone and they get high at nighttime in the alleys by themselves? And there's nobody there to save them so I mean really I, I wonder if they wanted to die some of them, but um
0: It's an onslaught of death, isn't it? Yeah, I
1: mean, but I can't really call you know put them down for it because I've done the same thing myself, thinking nothing's going to happen, everything's going to be all right.
0: Well, yeah, we're invincible, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and it's so it, it happens so easy and so fast. Where they do a new drug in the, or, or a new batch and they haven't tried it yet, it's stronger, or, or they hit a hot spot in the in the in the in the, in the mix and, and it's too strong. For them.
0: Or how about their connection gets busted like law enforcement? So much money is going to law enforcement. Law enforcement come down, the, like these guys that are that are selling narcotics. They're providing a service. As far as I'm concerned, if I'm going to one guy to get my dope, I know what I'm getting, right? Yeah. And so if if the police come and they arrest him well then I'm street sourcing and I'm fucking exactly. I'm doing something that I don't know and I'm I'm risking my life the cops are actually a yeah, big problem
2: I find um, because so many people have found have resourced to um, have made their resources and um, gone you know found other ways to make money and and uh, you know, good ways to make money actually to to support their drug addiction, and um, which you know what nobody should have to do anyways. I think that I, I think that safe a, a safe supply, honestly, would be the answer.
0: You know what? It's so, funny you bring that up because I where did I meet you? I don't much remember it because I you know my bump in the head. Somewhere but, uh, along
2: the way. Salameh, yeah. I believe, right? right Salome.
0: Yeah, Salome. Salome. So. so yeah, I I'm I. I, I'm so lucky, right? I, as I said, I'm a grateful consumer of all things narcotic, and uh, I was in a vicious accident in 2007 where I should have, you know, I should have died, and and um, they weren't giving me any analgesics in the hospital because of an opiate history, and when I came and got my own, they threw me out. It was horrific. It was torture. It was inhumane. But uh, I found a doctor that prescribed me 320 milligrams of oxycontin a day and 100 milliliters of methadone. I had to take both to get. If I wanted one, I had to take both, which to me was ludicrous, but okay. Now, I coasted on that through my recovery, recovering from this accident. And then one day I walked into the doctor's office, and uh, he told me I wasn't getting any more. Now, naturally, I thought I misheard him. I said, you mean you're weaning me off, or you're sending me somewhere else? Or He said, no, you're not getting any more. What? I said, my weakened body for I me, I, the- cold. Wow. I said, "This That's could, this could fucking kill me. Like, right, would you, this could fucking kill me." Absolutely. And you know what? He did it anyway. He said that I took a violent stance in the pharmacy. Now. He's been my doctor for a long time. At, at that point, but several years. He knows I'm 100% nonviolent, so I don't know what a violent stance is to a h- guy that's 100% nonviolent. But man, it wasn't—it wasn't you making. You raised your voice. <laughs> it wasn't making sense to me, and and I left there f- crushed. I didn't know what the f- I didn't know what to do.
2: Well, you I probably resorted to the street. Well, later.
1: he, he I, raised his voice in an aggressive manner, and they took it as a threat.
0: Well, yeah, I, I don't even. I, yeah, I, I probably raised my voice. Yeah, oh, I you don't even know if it I, don't was even, what it was. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even know what it was yeah Um, but all I knew is I had nothing but good looks and charm and I was probably short on that and I had to come up with $250 a day and you know what and I I did it for it six months, and and he asked me how I did it. I respectfully respectfully refused to answer that question under the grounds I very well might incriminate myself. But I, <laughs> I don't. I I really I I don't really remember wheeling, and dealing, and stealing, happens. and, and yeah. doing whatever I had to do. Right.
2: And, and and we're not those. We're not the wheeling and stealing people, but we get forced. Yeah, to yeah I mean yeah. to be able to afford something. I would that have we died. Yeah. I, I yeah. but the
0: combination of when my you withdrawal.
1: that he's sentenced you to. Uh, to, to steal it almost, almost, yeah. pr- almost, almost prison
0: almost prison it's like,
2: like it's like a, taking an antidepressant he was judged jury and execution
0: are all in one and, and, and you know I, I didn't know if I was I didn't know how I, I was going to get through that you I tried don't. to go to different doctors and you know I got physically thrown out of Pender Clinic wow. um no doctor would take me. My my it's my the red
1: flag on your file. My
0: file was at three bridges, yeah. and that's where it had. You know, it was total bullshit because my injuries are well documented, like wow. very well documented. So, um, so they knew yeah, what
1: you they knew what you'd do. Yeah, hopefully they they probably were thinking. Hopefully you go ends up in jail. And I'm sure that's
0: help. probably what yeah. they were thinking. Yeah. So I made it for six months, and then let, let me tell you a story. This this will blow your fucking minds. Pardon me, but I was walking from. Uh, Dramble Street to Smythe. I was pushing a cart because I'm wheeling, dealing and stealing, right? And I'm pushing a cart full of stuff. And I got to the alley right at the same time the garbage truck did. I got there a fraction of a second before him. I was on his right hand side and I was a pedestrian. In my mind, I had to right away every way from Sunday all day long, right? So I moved first. Well, he didn't like that and he, he hit the gas and he turned left first and then he cranked it hard right and when he cranked it hard right I knew that he wasn't going to clear my cart okay so I tried backing up I caught the cart got caught on the side of the truck and I got slammed against the truck I knew I was fucking hurt I had no idea how badly I I th- rush hour traffic and nobody stopped that's our city man that's our fucking city and i was so concerned about people's tires i'm dragging my broken ass around picking stuff up so people don't get a flat tire that's how that's that uh when i when i when i think back you know what it brings it almost brings tears to my eyes it was that was the most disgusting show of humanity that i uh, uh, nobody stopped wow Uh, they saw me get hit they see
1: the the truck what the truck driver did to you and yeah. then they, they just look at you like, uh, oh, it's just a junkie. Yeah. I'm um, pushing a cart. i pushing a cart, which yeah. is worthless. Uh, uh, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Meanwhile, because <laughs> would be a different story.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And th- what the driver did of the truck is he went to Grandma Street, he turned right, he came back around right to the same place, and yep. then he went straight.
1: So just to see if you were flattened or whatever.
0: I got a lot of information from that. Yeah. What that told me was his route was straight. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Now, oh, I, she- I can't say he intentionally f- tried to kill me or tried to break my neck. or tried to, But he turned to fuck with me, right? Yeah. He definitely turned to fuck with me. And the result was, uh, yeah, I got. So I went and I laid down at a friend's house. When I woke up, I could hardly move. So where do I have to go? I have to go to a building that I'm afraid of, because of the treatment that I've gotten yeah. in, in med- she gets, she gets medical facilities. A
1: medical report.
0: Yeah. So I go to St. Paul's Hospital. Now I get there, they expert me. They diagnose me with a C2 fracture in my neck. I got a broken neck. Oh, <laughs> and this is after my my this uh, and it was horrific. It was I'm having a tough day at that point. I'm remembering the the the, the truck and the people not stopping and then now I got a broken neck. I just want a cigarette, right? Yeah. So I, I get up and I'm going to go out and have a cigarette. Male nurse steps in front of me. and says, "Where are you, where are you going?" I said, "I'm going for a cigarette." Said, no, I want you to stay here. Well, I'm sure I was quite colorful. Go fuck your mother or something like that. I'm sure I, you know. I I just wanted to go have a cigarette. This nurse grabbed both of my shoulders and slammed me down on the bed with a C2 wow. fracture in my neck. Wow. I'm sure we can, I don't know how much, what you guys know medically, but I'm really lucky I'm not in a wheelchair. Oh my God, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so.
1: It's because he knew he could do it because you were injured.
0: And because there's no accountability. In the, yeah, it, there is exactly. n- absolute, until there's accountability, the stigma will continue. Yeah. Uh, I stood up and I freaked out. I yelled, and I screamed, get the fuck away from me. Nobody come near me. I want to transfer out of here. Get me an ambulance to yeah, go to just been PJ. assaulted
1: by working. <laughs>
0: a nurse so so they they did get me to to VGH and uh, I I had no illusions it would be any better and it wasn't they they gave me uh, analgesics that night and the next day they they tossed me out and I was done I couldn't do it anymore I'm so glad my name came up for Salome safe supply saved my life because I was laying on the ground broken up couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't wheel, deal, steal. I couldn't do anything. I was going to lay there and die. And I saw Kurt, the researcher from Salome. And from, yeah, from Naomi from Salome. Uh, you guys will hear from him later. I think he's, I'm going to talk to him later. But he had a halo on his head. He really did. Because I knew what he represented. He represented safe supply. And he came up and he said, your name came up. Man, I, I started crying. It was. I mean,
1: I mean, these guys must have uh, uh, orders to... Uh Restrain or do whatever it takes to uh, to, to make you uh, obey the, the, you know, what he wants you to do. I mean, their, their superiors must be saying, okay, well, if the guy's starting to give you a hard time or getting loud, just slam him or uh, put, you know, put a.
0: I, I don't think, you know, in, in my you know, dealings with the hospital, you know. I don't, I, I, this is, this is the, this is how we'll I, I this is on. the take I got. Yeah. The people upstairs don't know how bad it is at the bottom, yeah. right? And, and until I, you know, I, cause I've been dealing
1: with, happened to a gurney, that's happened to me too.
0: Oh yeah, me too, with a hockey helmet. Yeah. Now, I, I, I've, I've gone to talk to the hospital several times to different levels of staff, um, with my anti-stigma work and, they're surprised at the top. They really are. And they want to interact and look for, look for something different. Um, Surrey Memorial in particular, the, uh, the, the, the person running the emergency room, she said to me, she said, uh, she reached out to me and she said, Spike, the relationship is broken between frontline workers and, I think she said frontline patients, but people who use drugs, right? Yeah. She said, will you help repair it? You know what? I was honored. I, I You know, I'd I I I'd be honored to help. Um, now, I don't know what that end result is going to be on that because we had a plan together and it's kind of kind of falling apart. Hopefully
1: it but, makes a difference, bro. But yeah, th-
0: you know what? What I'm doing will make a difference somewhere. And what you guys are doing, even talking on the podcast will make a difference. I've been talking long enough, though. Um, yeah, so, uh, oh, what, what, what happened? Uh, I, it looks like I lost some power here. Oh, so. shit. I lost some power here somewhere. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to a, a safe s- supply convention this weekend. Um, if you guys could, if 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 you guys could talk to anyone in government and ask them to do something uh, about what's going on, do you have any ideas what 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 they should do? I I myself personally,
2: um, I just want everyone out there to know that you know we're all someone's child someone's mother someone's daughter someone's dad uncle on and on and um you know we're people we're we're normal people and i um i just you know i ask i don't know i, I don't know what i ask of but i just we're we're normal people we're loved and we love and uh there's no difference between me and the next person. Um, yes, I use drugs, um, but I also have children. I also have a family that I love i also uh, I graduated with nursing school um graduated high school, and you know i'm a normal person um i I can't say why i uh what my um uh, what my connection to opiates are, but it's been a lifelong uh struggle with me and if I had one wish, it would be that just like um, alcohol is given in safe supply to alcoholics, just mm-hmm. like um, uh Anti, or, I'm sorry, just as marijuana now, marijuana right? now, yeah. or um, stress, or what is it? Um,
0: antidepressants. Antidepressants,
2: and, that's sorry, that's what uh, I was looking for. Uh, uh, it's given to a depressed person.
0: Benzodiazepines. Yeah, um,
2: I think that regular heroin, medication. Yeah. Heroin should be considered regular medication. I honestly
0: do. I, get, I, I suppose that would, you, would you, okay. It's,
2: sure. it's, it's it's For me, it's almost an antidepressant for myself, and I know I'll probably be a lifelong user because of that, and I don't want to have to steal or do anything that I have to do to be able yeah. to afford it. It's not fair.
0: It's not fair. It's not. It's not. Because, you know what, ever since the beginning of time, humanity has been reaching outside himself to feel better. Yeah. Right? In the yeah. Bible, didn't Jesus turn the water to wine? Yep. Got the fucking party started, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah, well, to judge me now is, is ludicrous. It's, it's wrong to The judge. way I look at
1: it, it's all, it's all supply and demand. You know, and uh, the way I look at it, uh, if we could talk to someone that could help us... um. Uh, start a program where um, we're given the drugs each day like say uh, the same as, say the same as England where uh, they're given a pack of cigarettes each day each cigarette is dipped in heroin so you're given your cigarettes you get your tobacco and your heroin every day and guess what their crime rate is zero
2: Zero right crime rate and they're probably so, all so working all, all
1: the, all, we should have the support of all the, all the businesses all the people all the places that are broken into and, and get stolen from every day. And, and they're losing thousands of dollars, That's thousands and right. thousands and thousands of dollars every year, to uh, theft and uh, and, and, yeah. and robbery and brick or whatever you may be. But to get the uh, drugs, I mean, I they should be allies in the safe supply. Huh? The end result, really, everybody gets go, gets ahead. We we get our drugs. They have their, their uh, safe... Um, uh, There's you know, no more crime. You know, exactly. Zero crime rate. I mean, come on. And that, the
0: deaths we'll are... There, up. People yeah. stop fucking exactly. dying. And, and that's that, what has to... People the have people to will stop dying. dying. Because dying. I mean, like, there'll be safe supply. I mean, that's I
1: are they right. trying to tell me that England's wrong? England is uh, uh, way ahead of us in, in yeah. a lot of things. And, and, and right there, it shows us that we're, we're in the dark ages still. Come on. Yeah, we are. I mean, look at it. Look at, look at the whole thing. Really. We're still, we're still throwing people in jail. We should have programs and uh, different things to 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 educate them and and, and show them. You know, jail is always not the way.
0: And and you That's know what, right. you, I agree you, with, with what you said. I agree yeah. too. And you look at the like the marijuana thing. Okay, I know that. Okay, a gentleman that was he was a solicitor general. I'm not going to mention his name, but he was a solicitor general of British Columbia. So he was responsible for throwing me in jail. As far as I'm concerned, for a little bit of marijuana. And now he is like one of the head fucking honchos in a big marijuana company in Canada yeah. because Isn't there's money it. it's so fucking Isn't sick he should funny. have to go do the support, time that I did
1: how can he support that I mean
0: like, when, I, when I
1: look at it really marijuana is worse than fucking opiate, or opiate any day of the week I mean, you don't have any deaths. For it. I wonder why? Because everybody's half retarded and they can't even remember what they did last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Same with it's alcohol.
2: So bad. It, uh, I mean, alcohol causes T-H- way more. Yeah.
0: So see, I, 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 I have a different opinion. I think with marijuana, like the worst thing that's really going to happen, several elevens going to run out of hohos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you yeah know, that, that, I,
2: that, okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you look at the damage, but it, it really, but won't, you don't really see the, our it. Our youth is going to is going to suffer from it. You watch the next generation of kids that are upcoming and smoking weed. There's the thirty percent THC. It's got to do brain damage. Yeah. That's it's I really mean, it's
0: really good dope here, but uh, you know what? I think that it's, it's better this way than it is to prohibit it, because prohibition oh. doesn't fucking work, yeah. right? No, does just... Right. Let's yeah. teach the kids what it's about, you know? Everybody smokes pot. People uh, people hypocritin- still aren't, that, aren't coming out of the uh, closet. Our, our
1: drug uh, legalized too, right? But, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean... The path it's of wreckage, though,
0: what you're, you're talking about the path of wreckage behind to, marijuana is, yeah, yeah it's I'm far more than say heroin. That, I agree. That
2: heroin, heroin use is not as bad as people make it sound. Like it
0: is. It's, it's demonized like it is and it's fucking not. bastardized and it's criminalized. But it, it, well, it you know what? Antidepressants. It, I, heroin, heroin is my, my friend. So, Heroin's my yeah. lover. Heroin gives me a warm hug and kills my, my pain. And, and and you know what? I'm not broken. I'm not. It's not a struggle. Yeah. I'm medicating. Uh, you know what? I use heroin three times a day for medication, and sometimes I use it just for fun. And I, I, I'm to- i totally okay with and that. Because
1: it works and for, you you should, for you, and you feel good.
0: The only well, people, the, you're the not only, hurting anyone, are you? No no, no, no. And there are no negative effects to, effects to my body. Where people get run into the negative effects is when they're wheeling, dealing, and stealing, and trying to get that's more. That's right. That's when they, that's right? That's the bad
2: of it. And it's it,
0: a prohibition that's hurting and killing and... It's people, disgusting. People would, if
2: you told somebody they couldn't eat food and that 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 food was that they pro, put prohibition on food, you would have the world uh, stealing and wheeling and dealing for food. Well, so. we must remember
0: <laughs> what happened with alcohol, right? Look, there there are still huge mafia families that built their fucking their 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 fortunes, their existence, their their whole criminal empire on the backs of prohibition right sure. and, 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 and prohibition okay when that when they stopped allowing clean safe alcohol to be drank by the people the people started making it in gin right. mills and right. going blind and that's fucking right. dying yeah. the like exact same now. thing danger, that's happening now danger but
1: danger with we're lines slow
0: learners man yeah and- we're slow fucking learners. That's what's like, happening now? Jesus Christ! Live and let live. Leave I, leave me the fuck alone. Let me do whatever the hell I yeah. want to my yeah. body. If you worry about us,
1: give us clean
2: uh, pharmaceutical grade heroin. Yeah. yeah. Or let clean us grow, our own, yeah, yeah, grow our own poppies. Yeah, we can grow our own poppies. You know, what, sure
0: I, I, I don't need. I'd, I'd rather the government wasn't involved. I'd rather they just cut us, us a check and back the fuck too. up. <laughs> yeah. But you know, because the the reality is, there are people coming in from check.
1: We'll get our own shit.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm sure we could do without the check. Let us grow
0: our puppies. Then. well yeah no there, let there's got to be some funding there's got to be some funding <laughs> because uh, you know the funding's going to go right now to, to some- to, to no it's i'm not, not going to say some stuff. square balls because square balls are they are people that I, I care about and that are that are that are cool and there there are people that are are coming into our world that aren't that don't care they don't give a fuck they haven't been here saving people until until the the money started coming in now that the checks are written and the checks are coming in they're coming in and they want to help, and they want to help they they're helping at, at At the higher levels, above the people that are really the heroes, and they're getting big checks, where the people are getting no checks, or little checks. It's disgusting. Yeah. Most of those
1: guys, well, all of them aren't you really using it either. They might be ex addicts or whatever, but.
0: Um, uh, I don't I mean, think. No, no. I'm talking about the people that they come in and work for the service providers. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're, yeah. they're, you know, and they're not even from, from the downtown yeah. side. And some of them are using the same dope and going to the same treatment centers and stuff. But because they're, they're, because, they're, they're, they're because they weren't labeled peers from the neighborhood using dope. It Piers it's just a, re, a, a reason to give us a glass ceiling wage I and treat us like shit. Other, that should be another yeah.
2: podcast it topic. It makes me wonder well, yeah, what yeah, it worked sure. out here, too. I think that some
1: of them are uh, uh, exotics and some of them are still using. The, some of them are still the using. The oh, using. I still
2: use. Uh, and, yeah, and, yeah, I, and I, you know, I still use. But no, but
0: I mean your bosses, right? Like the people oh, running yeah, the show. Yeah. Some the of them are sports using. Sports and sports they're making big money in big checks and, 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 and exploiting us because we're because we when use they're using drugs, anyway, but they're Sorry, using yeah. too. Yeah, they're, it is, they're no different than we are. It's gross. Everybody's isn't
1: got a crutch, you know. Like and, 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 and yeah,
0: and what the hell is wrong with you know getting a little help to make it through the day? Life is fucking hard. I don't yeah, know about anybody, anybody else, it. but and life a is a hard for me, right? Uh, sure, especially when some you some live crutch. in
1: an economy like this with the, with the most expensive real estate in the world.
0: And I the hatred that's between the classes. like being
1: homeless and fucking with a broken leg. And that's what they put me through last year. I was wheeling myself around in a wheelchair with a broken leg, homeless. And fucking fuck uh, Do you want to it know can fun?
2: Can I say one thing? You can say whatever about you that. You know, if the if they wanted us to come up, they would they would say Support that us they would support us and they would say that uh three and four and five and six people in welfare could get a suite together. But why is it that only Two people are allowed to get a suite if you're on welfare. No yeah. more than two people. See, I'll just leave it at that. But, you know, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're like, do, okay. they, okay. want to keep us It's
0: down. systemic structural violence. And that's, that's the bottom line. Yeah,
2: it's the only it's, way you be able to afford a rent. It's, 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 it's six
1: anywhere. people. Three people, yeah, to get together and rent a, a house. But they yeah. won't allow it. So. It's systemic yeah.
0: structural violence. And it comes from, it comes from up and it comes from the system. It comes from the man. It comes they from keep anyone. Do you, you you're damn straight, they do? Because I'm a guy, I got in an accident. I, I still I, I managed to maintain a, a, f- a few skills right um, I'm like, i like I'm still pretty sharp I, I slugged it out for I've been slugging it out now for five six years all i wanted to do is do a a, a, a a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. Okay. Now nurses and nurse practitioners, they they were great. They contracted. They let me contract, and they let me build the anti-stigma zone and and, and build them, and they were great. But that that couldn't last forever. Unfortunately, there was uh, there was issues, and and so um, I ended up moving away from that. And I, I, I unfortunately I still don't get. Uh, a, a, a regular, I get a regular pay, but 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 it, it I can't expand right now, and, and and the amount of work that I do putting this anti-stigma zone together, it's it's disgusting that I'm not getting paid yet. But you know, I, I do arts in it. It's it's, I'm choosing to fulfill this mission, and you know, what? I, I don't even want to trade my time for money anymore. But any economic benefits will be a byproduct of me sharing the anti-stigma message. Well, you guys got you, you guys got it really heated in that conversation. I like that. Got a little bit of passion in there.
2: Thanks for having me yeah. on your on yeah, your podcast.
0: Um okay, you know what? I'm going to end this conversation, but hey, this uh uh Halloween um this Halloween podcast is it's probably going to be nice and long because i'm going talk to as many people as i can and uh you know there 's a little bit of hurt and anger and 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 stuff behind all of the 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 stigma and the the, the way that we 're treated um by mainstream society like there 's such a chasm between the classes and you know. Uh, like i ask for the time on the bus and you know what sometimes it's the day that everybody on the bus at rush hour must have forgot their watch because nobody will answer like things like that happen to me and i and, and i refuse to change my appearance i refuse to change who i am to appease i i won't um i yeah I don't know. I don't know what all the answers are, but I know that stigma is I, a severe issue. You
2: know, and I, I think uh, anyone who is the judge,r. <laughs> You better, you, I, I think you should think twice about judging others. You, because well, they say if there's one finger pointing at somebody
0: else, there's four pointing right back at you, right? Isn't that the case?
2: And and that shouldn't happen either. I think no one should judge anybody.
0: Live and um, let so, live. What the hell? Yeah, Life is right. fucking that's short. True. Life is hard, man. Uh, it it yeah. takes
1: all kinds to make the world go around, because if Absolutely. everyone was the same, it would be a boring place. It'd be an, an ugly odd. planet. It so would let's be let's an, an ugly planet. Better place
0: okay, so it. the anti-stigma zone was tr- has been created to remind us that to remind us, remind people that we are all the same. That is why the anti-stigma zone was created. And so I, I hope that by sharing conversations with people, I will show all of you that we are all the same. Although it's tough living down here on the downtown east side. That's all I have for right now. Thanks for listening. But uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for hanging out. And thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks. Right, thank this him. is the anti-stigma oh, okay. zone from the epicenter. Rock and roll. The episode of the Anti-Stigma Zone from the Epicenter is in the bag. It's been created just to remind people that we're all the same. Remember that you can access all of the Anti-Stigma Zone support products at www.patreon.com 251 two six one. That's patreon.com slash two five one six three two six one. Thanks again and we'll see you in a month. See you at the end of November. Peace.